Hi there, Peter Thompson here, and welcome back to the Peter J. Thompson podcast. So I had some really good feedback on the first couple of episodes, and now that we're live on iTunes, I'm starting to see a lot more people tuning into the show, so that's really exciting. And I thought I'd change the format up a little bit this week. So rather than just reading through old blog posts, kind of starting in 2009 and working backwards, um, actually I had a suggestion about what about looking at the most popular blog posts that I've ever done and starting with those. So then you guys get the best content um, as fast as possible rather than waiting for me to kind of read the way, read my way back through the archives. Um, I think I'll still go back to some of those old articles. I think they're really interesting. But um, this week I've picked uh, actually my most popular blog post in terms of general volume of traffic. And it's an article, funnily enough, it's a reasonably old one from 2009. And it's about the difference between marketing and design. So um, yeah, I'll have a read through of this one. Um, I'll read it back through. Uh, it's the first time I'm kind of looking at it um, in, what are we now, seven years. So uh, it's a reasonably old blog post, but I think um, I think most of it will probably still be relevant, but um, I'll have a read through. And maybe afterwards, um, we have a little bit of a talk about uh, how much of it is still relevant in 2006. So, the difference between marketing and design. So marketing and design are very different mindsets and professions. I'm guessing that your company's marketing and your design probably sucks. But then again, so does everyone else's. It's been driven to blandness by a combination of focus groups that couldn't get you new ideas, repeated changes from your management team, internal squabbles, and old ideas left over from a time when advertising equaled market success. But maybe there's an even deeper problem. And the difference between marketing and design isn't obvious. They're different professional disciplines, but the real difference is in the mindsets that they bring to approaching a problem. So let's talk about marketing versus design. So if you don't have a great product, then no amount of marketing and advertising will help you. What might just help is better design. And in particular, a way of approaching new product development business strategy and marketing problems that's called design thinking. So you still need traditional marketing to execute and scale, but for new ideas or new brands, you'll need a new approach and design thinking is built for creating new things. So these days in the startup scene, the mindsets of design thinking are well-defined, well-understood and well-appreciated. But even just today, a marketing manager stopped me in my tracks in the middle of a meeting and asked me, so everything you've told me about design thinking, quote unquote, just sounds like good marketing. What's the real difference here? So to be honest, I was slightly stumped for words and this blog post is really just my attempt at a proper answer. Because design isn't just good marketing. It's a fundamentally different way of approaching business problems within your business. So when I'm talking about design and design thinking, I'm not just talking about marketing versus graphics design. I'm talking about fundamental differences in how we see our customers. So let's talk about how marketers think. So marketing thinking is all about seeing people in aggregate so that you can communicate with them as efficiently as possible. Whereas by contrast, design thinking is all about seeing people as an individual so that you can delight that one person and then extrapolate out to others. And the best place to see this is in a focus group. 
So focus groups uh, that are reviewing a concept will tend to default towards the views of the average in the group. And this results in the kind of overwhelming plannedness of products that you see on the supermarket shelves and every shop that you walk into in kind of a consumer market. And there's a healthy place for focus groups in insights, research, and needs identification parts of a process, but not really in the testing and reviewing of new brands and new products. Instead, more of an IDEO-style design thinking approach would be to go and find a much smaller number of people and really deeply understand how they view your product by trying it out or testing it with them one-on-one -on -one and actually spending quality time with them and really getting to understand them rather than just putting everyone together into a focus group. So what about marketing strategy in general? So marketers make good business strategists and good product managers. And a wise friend of mine with a Stanford MBA, who's a successful entrepreneur and investor, recently reminded me that in business, you really only have three options for winning. So number one, be the biggest and win by being the cheapest. Number two, be the smallest and win by staying under the radar. Or maybe number three, be different. And if you choose to option number three, which most companies say that they want to do, then you get better get pretty aware of how design can help your business understand your customers and create that difference. And quickly, because someone pursuing option one and aiming to be the biggest will have an army of marketing experts. And someone pursuing option two, who's aiming to be the smallest or the fastest, will be able to come up with a really quick invention in their garage and they're both coming after you. So for an average company or a company that's trying to survive by being different, then you need both a mix of good marketing and good design. So how designers think. The most important and powerful thing that I did to learn about how designers think and about design thinking was to read a very simple book called Thoughtless Acts by Jane Fulton Surrey, who was a partner at IDEO. And it's a really simple book and it just has photos of things that people have improvised and adapted uh, to adapt to the environment around them. So uh, examples like hanging the wires from an iPhone headphones over your ears when they're not in use, or maybe putting a plastic bag over a parking meter to signal to everyone else that something's not working. Because this style of design thinking is really all about very, very honest empathy and observing and deeply understanding and reflecting on your customers and their psychology who they are, what's going on in their world, and understanding how your product fits into what they're trying to do as a person, rather than just figuring out how to sell to them. So what about how designers approach strategy? So design thinking is a style of problem solving that's really available to anyone. And the most important part is to start with the user and work everything else backwards from the moment of end use. And this style of human-centered design thinking is really at the core of what we call quote-unquote design thinking. And user interface designers, industrial designers, product designers are pretty much trained to think like this all the time. But it's a different way of thinking for most business people. Management professionals and business people can try on design thinking by using game storming, design sprints, and empathy techniques like user observation or anthropology. And just getting a taste of design thinking isn't the same thing as being an expert, 
but any increase in empathy for your customers is going to help improve your products. So what about how you bring design and marketing together? To be fair, you still need a marketing strategy and you'll still need to tell your story and get the word out. But it's probably worth having your story to tell first. So I found that using a marketing approach too early on in a process leads me down the path of asking the wrong questions. So for example, if you're taking a marketing approach, you'll tend to ask, what will please the greatest number of people just enough to buy our product? Whereas when you use a design or design thinking approach, you'll tend to, it'll tend to lead me towards asking uh, questions that have got more empathy, more user-centeredness, and even more creativity. And I'll ask questions like, what would delight the specific person that we've created this for so much that they tell other people about it? And it's really interesting because creatives in advertising agencies often have the same conflicts with marketing people that designers have internally. Because fundamentally, marketing is all about talking to a, a group, whereas design and a lot of types of creativity are about creating something special for an individual. And those aren't as incompatible as they seem. In fact, they're both very important skill sets at different steps in the process. But I have to say, in the end, if you had to make a call between the two, would you rather buy from a company that saw you as a bland demographic or as an interesting individual? And that's the end of that blog post. So that was written in 2009, so a good solid really six, seven years later. And I'd say most of it still stacks up. Um, I think that tension between the mindset of marketing and the mindset of design is still true. Um, those tensions are still there. I think, as I've talked about recently, design and design thinking is probably better understood by the business community in general than it was um, back in the kind of late 2000s. But um, I think, yeah, the I mean, marketing is still thinks in broad generalities. I think the marketing profession has probably evolved and matured. I think things like data and analytics and things is actually proving to almost be like the convergence point between both design and um, marketing. And also just the general trend towards more digital analytics, advertising, um, digital marketing, even social media, for example, where you're kind of forced to listen to what your customers think because they can get back in your face using Facebook and Twitter and things like that. So I think the marketing profession's probably evolved. The design thinking profession hasn't come along, or the design profession hasn't come along nearly as far as I would have thought that it has since then. Um, I think I was writing about industrial designers and user interface designers. I mean, to be fair, we now have a profession called user experience or UX design. Design thinking as, as a form of practice hasn't actually matured in terms of standards and processes as much as I thought it might have, but um, but it's certainly more popular. Um, the stuff about startups and the fact that in the startup community this stuff is kind of normal, um, I think that's true. that was true then, it's still true now, and it probably is the best place if you're looking for examples of where this all plays out in practice rather than in theory then we've got now examples like Uber and Airbnb and good startups that have incorporated good design 
and good marketing and a mindset of listening to their customers and responding very quickly. And I think uh, those startups now provide everyone kind of big or whether you're working for a large company or a small company with a good model to look at for how to bring marketing and design together. So yeah, interesting article to go back to. Um, yeah, I, it's funny, each time I do these, I think, man, I'd better go back and actually update this article on the blog itself, um, which is one of the cool things about blogging. You can make changes. Um, so uh, really keen to get your feedback on the podcast as well. Um, changing it up a little bit in terms of the tone and uh, the articles that I'm focusing on. I'm still planning on getting along some guests as well. So um, if you've got any suggestions for people that you think um, be really good to interview, then feel free to hit me up on at Peter J. Thompson on Twitter or email me on peter.thompson at peterjthompson.com. Have a good one.